Hello, and thank you for joining in to the fourth episode of the How She Ate an Elephant podcast. Before I get into this week's topic and tips, I want to talk about a couple updates from the past week. One is inspired by this whole Las Vegas shooting, which was terrible. There's really not much that I feel like I'm capable of doing. I know that as a collective, we have so much power, but... It's really up to our government, and at this moment, I just don't see the willingness there to make any changes. And I was thinking about um, changes that I could make in my life regarding guns. I don't own any. I've never shot one. I, I don't think I've ever seen one that wasn't attached to a police officer before. And I don't want to be around them at all if I can help it. And so... I actually took to Instagram and put this on my story um, saying that I think from now on, I'm going to ask people if they have a gun in their home before I come over. I know for sure when I have children, I'm definitely going to ask this question, but I've never thought about it for myself. And then based on the answer, I probably would decide not to go to that home. I mean, depending on how much I know this person or how comfortable I am with them. I might ask follow-up questions, but it's just not something I'm willing to do at this moment. And it's just, it just feels like the only thing I can do to, to deal with this situation in my life. If anybody knows, if anybody has ever done anything like this in their life or has any suggestions for actions, um, please let me know. I did find a link for 30 things that you can do to impact gun control legislation. I'm gonna link it in the show notes. That will be available if you're interested to read it. Um, The second update is on a lighter note, and that is that I hired a life coach this week. (laughs) I wasn't really expecting to do that. Um, I had been very hesitant and reluctant even to just talk about it. But I was really encouraged by my mom to think about hiring a life coach and um, just having someone to help guide my thoughts and, you know, work through some of the mentalities that I have. Just feeling like misaligned in what I'm doing and what I feel is right and wrong. That sounds super vague. It's really about, it's kind of like hiring a personal trainer. You know, if you're serious about exercising and getting in shape um, and when you're ready to put your money where your mouth is and you have those available resources, which I'm fortunate to have, um, you hire someone with the knowledge who can push you to get things done. You're still capable of doing it without a personal trainer, but it is helpful. And it also matters on the person that you choose. So um, I knew someone already who was um, offering that service. It's kind of a career slash uh, slash life coach because, of course, your career is a big element of that. But, um, yeah, it's something that I, I've, I've been thinking about. It just kind of – it actually happened because last week I wasted a day of my life revisiting um, a situation that I had already put behind me. It just caused me so much stress, and I had to come to the same conclusion of how I was going to handle that situation. But I lost hours um, of productivity that I could have used towards studying for the GRE, which was I was planning to do last week. Um, and that 
GRE was a tangible step towards making the future that I want. And if I keep revisiting the same decisions over and over and over again and calling on the same people to help me get to the same conclusions, I feel like I'm going to, you know, test the patience of people around me and just waste time unnecessarily. I've been so blessed to have people around me who will pick up the phone and talk to me and walk me through those decisions. But, um, I think that the time can be better used and those relationships can be better used even with accountability partners. I think that going over something for the second or third time is just not the the best use of your time. So I did that. Um, I'm very excited to update you guys on how that goes. Also really good. It's really something that I wanted to share because I feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of people in my community, um, and I notice people of color really resist getting outside help for some reason. I think a lot of people have that issue, but that's just the perspective that I'm coming from as a person, as a black woman, um, and seeing how hard it is and how much we don't want to be seen as weak. Okay. Next up, I want to talk about some of the tips that I had had last week and my progress on those. I made a commitment to make plans with myself and do things alone and not wait on other people. I am so glad that I did that because it motivated me to go to this uh, running club here in DC. Um, I had been meaning to go for so long, but I just, the timing never worked for any of my friends, but because I needed to say something about doing something alone for this podcast, I was like, ugh, okay, let me get off the couch and actually do it. So I went and it was such a great experience. So many great people, um, Everybody noticed that I was new and made time to come and say, hey, how's it going? Great job, blah, blah, blah. You know, I even walked the the last bit of it and they clapped for me, which was just so awesome. Um, And I actually went to another event of theirs, a midnight run last weekend that was so great and so fun. And I didn't walk. I mean, it's so crazy how your body can can adapt to becoming physical really quickly. Yeah, that was a great experience. And... um, uh, yeah, so I did that alone. I also went to, I went out to coffee by myself and I went uh, to, out to eat by myself a couple times. It's working. It feels great. So I would recommend that to anyone out there who's still hesitating to do things alone and be seen, you know, enjoying, you know, museum exhibits and such by themselves. Um, I also really wanted to start supporting my friends and family in their business endeavors So I made it a priority to go to one of my family friends' art show openings, which was so great. I mean, I hadn't even thought about going previous to that. And because of this podcast, I had that thought in my head and was like, okay, she's an artist. She makes her living off being an artist. Her show is in DC for once. Let me, or take the time and actually go, which I did. And it was really great. And it felt good to show up for someone Another thing that I did was I went to this woman's group that's hosted by one of the people in the running club. I had also known about that for so long because I had a friend who was friends with this woman who organizes it. It's called Embrace Her DC. I'm just quickly going to read what their synopsis is. So Embrace Her is a community grounded in the belief that women want to see other women succeed. We create events culminate resources and connect networks of ambitious women in Washington, D.C. area. So I had been meaning to go, but because I saw her 
at the running group, I felt like, okay, I'll go to one of her accountability nights. And I brought a couple of my friends and we connected with other women. I met a girl writing a happiness blog, uh, another girl or woman who has her own business, someone running a nonprofit. And a couple of my friends came along. So that was really great. And it was fun to do that with them. Another business that I supported last week was um, my friend, the life coach. I've known her since I was in college. Um, She actually was the career coach at my university, and she used to always engage with the student organizations. I was in the National Society for Black Engineers, and she helped us put together events and panels to support us. Um, And now I'm in a Black alumni organization from my university, and she reached out to us and offered to write a career column um, free of charge just to offer her services and support us. Not only that, but I've seen her kind of go through this journey of becoming a coach and I really trust her ability, Um, but I did make a conscious decision to choose someone that I already knew and had already shown support to me in my life. And yeah, I mean, I could have gone with any coach in the DC area. I imagine it's like a personal trainer where, you know, there's a lot of people who could fit you in your lifestyle. I mean, not everyone's going to be a good fit, but I chose to support this person, one, because I believe in their ability, and two, because that's exactly in the spirit of what I was talking about last week in supporting your friends and what they do. And I'm going to be linking um, her website in the show notes. It's called My Map to Happiness. So the other tip was to stop asking for validation from other people. I'm still working on that. I'm trying. I'm seriously, I'm trying, but it's just been a week. So I hope to have more to update you on later. Okay. So with that, I'm going to talk about this week's topic, which is to be deliberate, um, specifically with your time, because I've noticed, well, I mean, I've known this for a long time, but I thought it was kind of like my quirk. In reality, it's just not a good look. Um, So, okay, let me start over. So the thing is, past week, I was late to a dinner that I suggested. I mean, it was a dinner between friends, very casual, but I was late. And I also skipped a party that a friend had invited me to on Facebook like a month before. And then um, it was because it ended up being double booked with that art show, which I felt was really important for me to go to. But I didn't even bother saying that I wouldn't show up. Um, And I've been thinking about it and I felt kind of bad. And then I listened to this podcast episode. um, It's from Note to Self, which I'll link in the show notes. And it was about ghosting your friends and family and how... These days in society, we don't take the time to RSVP or to respond to invitations or we'll take days to get back to people, something that I'm also guilty of. Um, Because we're so removed through technology, we don't have to see the reaction of the other person or the disappointment or the hurt that we cause them. And I don't mean to say that I'm out here like making people cry or that what I do has such a huge impact on other people, but... Why would I want any of my actions to hurt another person unnecessarily? So with the dinner, you know, there was a lot of traffic. If you know DC traffic, it's terrible. But I mean, I could have accounted for that. Um, In the end, it took me a long time to find parking. And so even though I was in the area, you know, I, I would just wait. And at this point, I should know better. 
So that's something I want to work on. And with the party, you know, I had a good reason not to go, but I could have just told my friend. I know that I didn't go. I didn't let her know that I wasn't coming because I didn't want to have to deal with that conversation. Um, but in reality, because I avoided that discomfort, I ended up not showing up to something that I know that I wouldn't like to be treated that way. Let me just say it that, that way. So that's something I don't want. I mean, and also in recent history, not last week, but you know, my mom has been doing family dinners um, and really trying hard to make a nice dinner on Sunday so that we can all come together and eat a nice meal and talk because my brother and I, you know, our schedules are so crazy and we live in different places. Um, and she's really putting an effort into that. And for the past couple of weeks, I've always had like a thing on Sunday that conflicted. Um, but if I had just communicated it earlier, I wouldn't, we, and made, we could have rescheduled um, we ended up, we did end up rescheduling, but if I just told people in advance, like there wouldn't be the disappointment and the scrambling to adjust for my schedule. And I was thinking about it and I'm not being respectful of other people's time. And I think a big part of that is because I'm not respectful of my own time. Oh, what do I mean by that? Like I'm late to think, like I take a long time to do things that I need to do. For example, like I don't sleep enough and then that hurts my day the next day or you know, I don't plan out, I try to, but recently I haven't been planning out my actions for the day and getting up early just to review them and planning my outfits in advance. That's actually something I've never done. So how can I be respectful of other people's time if I'm not doing it for myself? And always the people that are closest to you, you treat them as you treat yourself. And those are always the people that I take more liberties with when it comes to canceling and being late and not responding because you know you just expect them to be there but it's just not cool and thinking about my tips for this week I realized that this kind of overlaps a little bit um with the first episode be accountable but this is more directly in terms of time and time management and um respecting other people's time so the first of today's tips is to respond on time so if someone reaches out to me and I don't know what to say or I just kind of don't want to think about this thing, I can still respond and say, hey, let me get back to you and say, I'll get back to you next week and then actually get back to them next week. Um, Or try and actually RSVP, like try and anticipate how you're going to feel or where you're going to be. Or if you're, you know, actually free on that day, like just RSVP that you're going to go. It's very rare that you regret going somewhere to meet with a friend. And if your plans change, just let people know as soon as you find out. Of course, things happen and get in the way. Like I did think it was a good idea to go to that art show, but I should have communicated it. And the more often you do that, and I mean, whenever you do that, you want to have enough like goodwill built up before of showing up so that when you finally do have to cancel, like it's not a typical or an expected reaction because that's the last thing you want is for people to expect that you're going to be flaky or unreliable. The next tip that I want to employ is to account for travel time. I do not ever do this. I literally will always be like, okay, so the event starts at seven. I'll get ready at 6.30. I'll be ready at seven and then I'll just be there. I don't know where I got this from, but... It is how I plan for things. I think only for like interviews and meetings with actually just interviews is the only time when I will get there early and really account for for travel time, which is silly because so much time is spent traveling. 
Yes. So another thing that I want to do is wake up early. My roommate has been so good about going to sleep at nine or 10, waking up at five, going to the gym, coming home at six, six 30, having breakfast and like leisurely going to work. I would love to do that. I want to wake up earlier, which means I'll have to go to sleep earlier um, and not make plans in the evening. Um, And part of my evening plan, I really want to pick out my outfits for the next day in advance. I waste so much time doing that. And I feel like it takes so much mental capacity just to pick what you're going to wear that day, weirdly enough. Um, And that's just great because in appearance, like you can iron your stuff in advance or pass a lint roller over it, or like you'll notice if there are any holes in it the day before that you can deal with. And then it's just waiting for you. So it's just one less barrier between you and your day. Um, Another thing I want to do before I go to sleep is write my to-do list, time constraints, so that I can be very deliberate about what I'm doing and when, so that I can just plan ahead and be respectful of my time and hopefully be more respectful of others in the process. Okay, now it's time for the book of the week. And before I talk about last week's book, which was The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I just want to make a couple notes or corrections from the last episode. My mom informed me that I was pronouncing Paolo Coelho wrong. So I was, I think I said Coelho. So mom, this is for you. It is Coelho. The other note is that when I was introducing um, the book of the week this week, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I mentioned that Don Miguel Ruiz is part of the Toltec culture, which predates Aztec culture, which was correct. When I did some research research on the culture, I didn't really see anything about being magical. And I definitely said he was magical in the last episode. That sounded hella ignorant. If he has magic powers, that'd be awesome. But that is not what they say about the Toltec people. So yeah, and now I'll get into the review. So anyway, I've been reading Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, which is so amazing. Every sentence is powerful. And so it's made it a very difficult and cumbersome book to read. I'm actually reading it with a friend of mine, or we're reading it at the same time. And I wrote to her to be like, wow, this book is so amazing. And she told me like, I actually have to step away every few pages because there's so much to process, although it is such a great book. And That's what I've decided to do this week. I'm making it the book of the week again because it's honestly so dense. I'm in, I'm halfway through and I already have so many highlighted sections. It's really not something, it's not a quick read, even though it is a short book and that's what I I thought it would be. I just want to share with you some of the parts that I've highlighted just to demonstrate like how powerful each sentence is. In the introduction, Or in the first chapter, Don Miguel talks about the fact that we're constantly dreaming, even reality is a dream, which is a very tough concept for me to wrap my head around, and how the dream of the planet is the accumulation of everybody's dreams, and that dream of the planet includes all of society's rules, its beliefs, its laws, its religions, its different cultures and ways to be, its government, schools, social events, and holidays. So he's arguing that Everything in society, I mean, it's true. It's made up by all the different people who participate in it. And one thing that he says is the only way to store information is by agreement. So the only way that we store societal information or historical information is by agreeing to the fact that it is um, 
agreeing to it. So if we have faith in it, we agree to it and we pass it on. And that's how we make our belief systems. So that's where the four agreements come from. He's saying that to let go of certain agreements and to take on the four agreements outlined in this book. He also talks about how um, humans are the only animals on the planet that punish themselves more than once for a single mistake. So he writes, how many times do we pay for one mistake? The answer is thousands of times. The human is the only animal on earth that pays a thousand times for the same mistake. The rest of the animals pay once for every mistake they make, but not us. We have a powerful memory. We make a mistake, we judge ourselves, we find ourselves guilty, and we punish ourselves. If justice exists, then that was enough. We do not need to do it again. But every time we remember, we judge ourselves again. We are guilty again, and we punish ourselves again and again and again. If we have a wife or a husband, he or she also reminds us of the mistake. So we can judge ourselves again, punish ourselves again, and find ourselves guilty again. Is that fair? And you guys, this was just in the first chapter. Like My brain is just swimming in thoughts and you know, the things that he's saying, it really resonates with me, but it's going to take a while to process. And, um, I do have another book for this week and I hope I can get them both and still be four for four or five for five next week. Um, and that book is the magicians by Lev Grossman. I did listen to the audiobook a little bit this week. I just love fiction and magic. And this is like a grown up version of Harry Potter slash Narnia. So once I finish uh, the four agreements, which I'm on close to doing, but I need some time to process it, I'm going to move on to that book. If I can do both book reviews next week, I'll be so happy. So pray for me. And yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. This man, Don Miguel Ruiz, is amazing. And the fact that he edited down these thoughts, these powerful statements and wisdom into simple language in a short book, unassuming book. I'm, I'm in awe. Anyway, you know if Oprah likes a book that is good. I should have known. I really should have known. Anyways, that's it for this week. Thank you again for joining in. I uh, can't believe it's been a month already. At the risk of sounding like a real podcaster, um, if you like this podcast, please do me a favor and go into iTunes and rate and like it and subscribe if you have not already. Okay, thanks again and see you next week.